Hello and welcome to the Relationship Matters podcast. We believe relationship matters from humanity to nature to the larger whole. I'm your host, Katie Churchman, and in this episode, I'm talking with Kerry Woodcock and Sherry Matheson about their experiences and learnings after over 13 years of co-coaching together. Kerry Woodcock is a faculty member at CRR Global, principal of CRR Global Canada, and alongside being a PCC coach certified in CTI and ORSC, holds a doctorate in geography and environmental management. Kerry leads change for a world of change, challenging the status quo of those who challenge the status quo. She thrives on working with leaders and organizations that believe that if the world is their work, they'd better start at home. Sherry Matheson is a faculty member at CRR Global and a PCC coach who believes the key is focusing on relationships. Sherry develops leaders and teams who create organisational cultures that innovate, driving new ideas, new ventures and creative, impactful collaborations. Sherry brings 26 years of experience working in and with executives, directors, managers and teams in various settings, corporate, legal, government, oil and gas, not-for-profit, engineering, health and wellness and collaborative team leadership development to her coaching, facilitating and consulting services. Across the episode, we explore the value of co-coaching. What isn't co-coaching? How to shift your attention from yourself as an individual to the power of your relationship. Finding alignment with a new co-leader or co-coach. Developing psychological safety and trust when leading with someone new. And learning to trust a third entity so that you can respond to what's needed in the moment. So without further ado, I bring you Kerry and Sherry. Sherry, Kerry, welcome to the Relationship Matters podcast. I'm so happy to have you both on the show. Woohoo! It's great to be here, isn't it, Sherry? It is. Thank you for having us. So today we're talking about co-coaching. And I'm wondering if you can start by telling me a bit about your experience co-coaching together. <laughs> oh, I, I don't even know where to start. There's so many experiences. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put a little bit in just to start. You know where we met that we only just re- remembered this year? We met in a CTI course yeah. first, and then we took OSC together. But we were buddies in intelligence in the second OSC course. So we buddies together. So there's something there in our essence right from the get-go. Do you remember? Yes. I'm trying to remember what the exercise was that we were doing. And I think it was like, who's, who's walking and who's not? Yeah. And we ended up skipping around the room. I think we were younger. That's right. We were skipping. So there's something in that. Like that wasn't co-coaching yet, but that was like the start of us and some of our bubbly energy as co-coaches. And then from there, we we took off. That was the spark. Yeah. And I remember, like I I even think of like our first co-coaching experience and... Like, I have to say, I don't know if I knew what I was doing in that moment, but I just knew that 
I got my co-coach with me, Carrie, and she's got my back no matter what happens here. Like we got each other's backs and it really is like we just brought our best self to whatever the situation was. Like one of us had naming the emotional field or, you know, checking in or holding the space. And it's like just bringing our strengths to that. And I feel over the years, like 13 years later, we've developed and mentored and grown each other through our co-coaching. Yeah. Just even you speaking about that first client, second client in particular, I'm thinking of, and, and as you say, you know, we each brought our individual strengths and then we did notice over time that, oh, one of us is taking more of this role and one of us is taking more of the other role. And Sherry's always been developmental and she was like, okay, so where do we both want to grow? What do we want to do more of? I'd like to do a bit more of this. And, and I was like, oh, I'd like to be more you. <laughs> there was a little bit of that going on. So it was, you know, for instance, I think initially I was probably more of the facilitator, the directing and time. And Sherry is always... So it's been a natural, I wouldn't say I was a natural coach. Sherry's been the natural coach and she would be observing. And then just like when she brought something in with the emotional field, it was like, ping. And I was like, okay, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing the emotional field stuff. So I want to do more of that. So then we'd show up, develop each other. And then at the end, it would be in the debriefs. Okay, so what did you see each other doing? What do we want more of each other? And then that's where, as you say, Sherry, we've grown more into that one instead of the dance backwards and forwards and the roles it has become a co-coaching from our third entity yeah more fluid yeah because that's I would say like hanging out in that space is like that's the comfort zone for me but like being more of that adding those education bits or the doing more of that facilitating and being I'm going to say front in that place is is not that comfortable for me or used to be that comfortable for me it's amazing how much a relationship can hold. Um, it feels like there's there's more there's more space for expansion both in the self and then within the relationship. And so I wonder because I know you both do um, some individual work as well. And I, I wonder from your experience in particularly this co-coaching relationship, what's the value of co-coaching? Well, I would say just what we mentioned about you know growing and developing each other. I would say that's the one of the values. You know, if others are looking to co-coach, you might find co-coach who's you know maybe got experience that you can learn and grow and develop from. I think too the the value add is I mean the ICF requires this. If you have a team of fifteen or more, you need a co-coach. That's what they're saying. And then the diversity of Carrie and I are complete opposites in a lot of ways. And in some ways, we're the same as well. But we notice different things. We pick up different things um, that we're noticing of the team and bringing that debriefing with each other. What are you noticing? What are you picking up on? And from the team perspective as well, having two people, co I'm thinking two co-coaches, we haven't yet maybe dabbled with three co-coaches at the front before we've, we've played with that. We've talked about that many times as well, but you know, whether it's two, three at the front of the room for them to be able to see a system in front of them as well with all like, with all our warts and all and us you know maybe tripping over each other or uh, you know whatever happens and and the beauty as well and then us you know then being able to observe us number one show up who we are 
and actually be able to express what they're going to see and use that to actually check in, well, what's over there? You know, some of that beautiful parallel process work as well that can come from, you know, which is a strong value of co-coaching. Yeah. Yeah, So being that model of a system in front of a system and using, you know, your relationship as like Carrie said, that parallel process, what's happening in our relationship. Like this is something that we, you know, over time, what's happening is this us or is this something that's happening in the system? Because this feels different, this dynamic that's happening between us. And we're like, ah, this must be what's happening. You know, it has more to do with the system that we're coaching. And so that parallel process, like tapping into that. And that's one of the values of having a co-coach as well is that, you know, that parallel process, reflecting, debriefing, having somebody else that, you know, is noticing different things. Oh, check your biases. I wonder how um, IDIC, infinite diversity and infinite combinations has shown up in your third entity. Have you found that there's just so many different versions of you playing with the other and vice versa? Yeah, there's, we would actually, before we go in and work with a team, getting a, a sense of this system and, you know, we have their outcomes, what they're wanting to achieve in the team coaching, right? And we'll go, so what do you think is going to be really valuable to bring today? Like, what do, what do we need to bring in our third entity? Like, who do we need to be? And have those conversations. Do we need to be a little bit more provocative, challenging, like more of a disruptor, that type of thing? And just studying those, you know, being intentional with what we've learned in ORSC is those meta skills. So that's been really valuable, Sherry. You're making me think about the provocateur type piece. When we thought about that bit up front and then checked in, and then we one of us might play that role a little bit more strongly or like the, or then it looks like they need to be bossed around because in a bad way and then see what happens. But at least then we can adjust with the other co-coach because sometimes it's like, then there's mass panic or they're like, "Ah, why is this one doing this? And then we can sort of like come back in to balance, to, so to speak, with the other co-coach, um, especially if they're not looking at the, the one co-coach who's just said something challenging and they cannot even look at that person yet. They have another place to go till we recover. And then we talk about what just happened there. So we can play with that more. I don't know, I feel, I feel more courageous with you, Sherry, and, and with, you know, we, we co-coach with others as well, but with yeah. Yeah. I think there's some neuroscience behind that. I don't have all the theory in and that, but there is something around the, I think it's called the polyvagal. Like if I was in front of like 15 or whatever people by myself, I don't know if I would be so courageous when I first started coaching a team, right? So when you know you got your co-coach there with you and they got their, your back, like, you know, you can mess up and your co-coach is there and they'll, they'll pick it up or, or do something. Or the other thing is, what else is valuable is sometimes you don't know where to go, right? You're like, okay, what's the question to ask? Or, you know, you've kind of like kind of hit a wall. Your co-coach is there because you're both holding the space. You're both co-leading. You write, I know this is a podcast and you can't see my hands, but you know, like you're there together side by side, both holding and are accountable and responsible for that space. I love what you said 
when you introduced your relationship about learning and growing together as well, because obviously within ourselves, we're constantly trying to expand and grow into different parts of self. But in relationship, of course, there's even more of that opportunity for, for Kerry's playfulness to spark something in you, Sherry. And, and I wonder sort of together what you've learned from this, this third entity dance over 13 plus years. I, the, the first word that comes in to my head is like, it's so dynamic. And I, I don't even know what, what more to say to that other than it's dynamic. Like it's infinite, like two plus two is, and we've said this many a times, Carrie is like infinity, right? Like it's anything's possible. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking, is this answering the question? The word that keeps coming up for me, I think our third entity and what I've learned about it is stay. Because not so much, you know, we're talking about co-coaching and, and Sherry's always brought the stay into our piece. So I've got that from Sherry. So you have your co-coaching relationship in the room, but you also have your relationship out the room. And there's plenty of places for things not to go so well. We've had our ups and downs and our vulnerabilities in our place, but we've always, always, well, you should never say always, never ended, but always up to now. <laughs> And, and walked our talk um, around, you know, what's working and what's not working. And I feel like that's, you know, once again, the value of having, you know, the co-coaching is you do walk your talk. And so when you're in front of a system, I just feel, you know, because one of the things that I feel is really important in us being front co-coaching with a system is that integrity piece. I mean, 13 years of relationship in and outside of, you know, the, the team coaching really is that, Carrie. I can feel the dance between you both in this conversation. You are speaking as one voice and it's a blend. And I love the fact also that your names rhyme, Sherry and Kerry. It's the, the perfect combo for a, a third entity duo, isn't it? <laughs> I think Carrie, you, well, I don't think Carrie came up with this joke when we're working with teams, just go airy and one of us will answer. <laughs> I think like airy, like airy. Oh, it was like, oh, like sort of like the bubbliness of like our third entity um, at times with some little sharp edges that come out from time to time. But yeah, it was like the airy, just call us airy. So talking to Ari, I'm wondering, you spoke about that alignment and how you can always trust that your third entity's got it in some shape or form. What gets in the way of that happening? Because that's not always what co-coaching looks like. And I'm curious to find out perhaps some of the, the fail stories, but also some of the things you've seen along the way that get in the way of that alignment with your co-coach. You know, one of the things that comes to mind is not being honest we would meet before working with the team, you know, we do our check-in and and that, um, and not being honest about like what's happening for you, not sharing, I guess what's happening for you is the words that come to mind or because anything that is happening with you or between you is getting in the way of you being aligned and showing up as your best co-coach because it's going to show up in the, in the team coaching in the room yeah i think other things that might get in the way um are it is those power rank and privilege pieces which i think you know we're still growing into being transparent <laughs> 
with others in this, you know, teams and that in the space, like even from the point of view of who, you know, think back to the beginning days, Sherry, like who got the client initially, you know, so they spent, we we learned something for our relationship, not saying that everyone has to do it this way at the very beginning. If one of us, a mate has the initial call, we bring the other one in as quickly as possible. If, you know, if that's our co-coach to meet with the sponsors as we're even getting the work, because otherwise, they get they don't get the third entity that's going to be coaching and they get you know someone else and then they think well hang on a minute now it's different Mm. (laughs) and I thought we were buying this so we learned that sort of piece was like a signal to sort of noticing hang on one of us has got privilege or again if one of us brought the work in or then knows more about that client and then the other one you know we've had some we did we've done some internal coaching where there's a little bit of more that of that that might show up at times, and the other person coaches on the back foot, or the you know, it can feel it doesn't mean that they are really on the back foot, but you know, I know that I felt that at times, and I was like, Well, what's that about? That's just me, like making up the being honest about that and what we both need to be able to show up fully there together. Mm-hmm. Carrie, that's one of the, the things I remember like most about our co-coaching is you always holding that and like sharing everything. Here's what I learned about the, the client. And um, so just always, if you had a conversation, like always bringing me up to speed. I think that's such an important point around being aware of what you're bringing to the relationship at that point, meeting each other where you're at. I worked with a very experienced uh, coach recently And I wasn't feeling so well that day. I just had a migraine. And I remember her saying to me when I I finally admitted, actually, I'm not feeling 100%. She was like, you are enough. You don't need to be shiny. The material does the work. And it was such a relief to just tell her that from that space that I could lean in with a, a level of trust that perhaps when I was a bit more guarded and worried about my energy levels, I wasn't able to. And so I wonder if you've both had some of those experiences too, where you've really been with what you are and then in that space, able to lean into what we are now together. Absolutely. I think that that goes back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, sharing what's happening for you. I would be like, oh, it's my triggered self. I need to deal with it. my thing like it's all about me but if it's here it's you know you gotta it's between us right it's in the relationship Mm. so I always thought it was my my thing to deal with but being open about sharing it though it also releases it just like you said Katie it's like it just I can let go of it I feel like you know it's like putting it out there and it's like oh it's not a thing anymore (laughs) and then I have to be careful on the other side right Sherry because I can be but it's all about me. And I'm feeling, you know, and I come in, oh, I'm feeling this and this and this has happened. And like, and then, okay, hang on, how are you? So <laughs> that dance between us has been really valuable. And I think sharing that with the team, even. You leave from third entity and there's that whole process being led by third entity. You're always leading from that that energy, that energetic space that lives between the two of you. Another value that's coming up for me is that everyone likes me. <laughs> you know? So I think that's the other value of having a co-coach. When you're leading from third entity, I, I believe there's something, there is that other magical piece that happens. And it's not about Carrie or me. I just feel like 
you know, it's so different from having like a one-on-one coach. Mm. You build that relationship. You have 15 people on a team in front of you. Of course, not everybody's going to gravitate towards you, right? But that third entity, you know, and, and the dynamic of that, I feel like it's more likely that they're going to connect with with that. And, and I'm just going to say it on the contrary. <laughs> If they don't like our third entity, they're irritated, which we have heard that, you know, we can huddle up, we can, you know, sort of get back together and go, okay, well, what's the value of that? And again, then we can dig in from that place and then it's not about us being our third entity even being liked or us being liked. How do we, they get, there is a connection, whether they like that connection or not, how do we use that? And again, that courage word is coming back that it's easier to lean into that from that space and then too depending on how comfortable you know you are with conflict right you having a co-coach can be very valuable (laughs) yeah I wonder when it comes to coaching obviously sometimes we have to ask the hard question and uh, the question that might make us not liked Uh, might make us even maybe the enemy at times. And maybe there's more space for it to be less personal when we're leading from third entity as opposed to it being just me at the front of the room. Is that what you both sense in that space? Yeah. Yeah, that 100% is coming from that space. And again, part of that is educating the client as well, which you can do that, you know, over, I feel that we do that more over time around that. So, you know, we're going to ask a question now that you might not like, you know, or you might be like irritated with us. Are we going to be a bit more like this today? So as we sort of go along with them on that journey, we can actually even, it's that transparency as well, speak, start to speak to that and see what comes from that as well and have that open conversation with them. And so, of course, 13 years of experience together is going to create quite a lot of foundations to, to fall back on. What's it like when you meet with a another coach and you co-coach when you haven't got that 13 years behind you? How do you go into those relationships and create that alignment? Yeah, that's a great question, Katie. So it really is, I'm going to say it's, you start with trust, right? So you're like asking each other questions, trying to, I'm not saying trying, but you're, you're working towards that trust, building that trust. And it is, you're being vulnerable with each other. So it's like, like sharing like your worst fears, your best hopes for the co-coaching, the relationship, the the team coaching, all of that, sharing where you want to grow, develop, what might be your strengths, what might be some of your weaknesses or challenges, that type of thing. But it really is having having those conversations. And I feel like not every co-coach wants to go there. Yeah. In, in more recent years, I've co-coached with um, newer coaches, like newer to coaching and newer to team coaching as well and because of my co-coaching relationship with sherry and what we've learned like there's the processes sherry has said of being and i think that point of being vulnerable even like being then vulnerable thinking oh no they might think that i am meant to know what to do here and it's not all going to blow up with the client and we did design properly with the sponsor and you know still those messes to sort of speak to that. I think initially 
when I started co-coaching with some other co-coaches, I think I wasn't as aware of, I'm just going to say this, I brought Sherry in too much. (laughs) So I could have, there was the ghost of Sherry sometimes in my phone. Like, you know, I'm looking back, I've been aware of those ghosts of your previous co-coaches as well. Um, but, you know, the, the good experiences and the not so good experiences, then I think that's the vulnerability that you're speaking to, Sherry, that you really bring that out and work through it um, with your co-coach, mm-hmm. you know, whoever they are and wherever you are on your co-coaching journey with that person as well. Yeah, such a good point about our preferences. I didn't think about how our preferences um, in co-coaching can lead into biases if we're not aware of them. Absolutely. I'm just thinking, like as Gary was speaking, it's sometimes like, oh my goodness, yeah, I'm comparing now and I need to let that go. (laughs) Like lean into this third entity. And how do you lean in when you're not getting that level of vulnerability that leads to that trust that you look for? I've had it recently and I'm sure you've both experienced it too, where you're not feeling like they're being quite so real with you Mm. um how do you hold those kinds of situations you know i i will ask the question of like what's between us because i'm sensing there's something between us and and see if anything comes up there or i may even you know because once again we're wanting them to be vulnerable so you know we got to be vulnerable first and sharing that you know this is what i'm sensing how's that landing over there I guess you are a voice of the system, of that that system. So speaking up is important in the sphere of deep democracy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just sitting thinking, um, I don't think I have anything to add there other than I know that I've held back and not been as vulnerable um, as I could have been uh, as soon as I, I could have been. And I think because I was trying to do, oh, am I judging? All right, well, I'm not in this oh, but I need to dial this and this back on what I'm doing because that's making my co-coach feel uncomfortable, you know, how I might be showing up. And I didn't bring it as soon as actually my co-coach who was super vulnerable and brilliant in that way. So they taught me in that space. And I I knew it already, like having co-coached with Sherry, but I was, yeah, I wasn't wasn't doing my work um, as strongly and as quickly there as I could have done so yeah we you know we sat down and 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 it worked through that and had a you know a wonderful time co-coaching together over many years um with and I've had a number of co-coaches along the years as well so it is I can't and yeah and I can't think of a time where it hasn't worked to some degree you know so like I haven't I, I haven't had an experience where I can't think that my co-coach hasn't being vulnerable to some degree along the, you know, apart from myself taking the time (laughs) in that that occasion. Yeah. So it's me that wasn't being as vulnerable as I could have been. Yeah. You know, the other thing that that's coming up too is we've been, I I would say like, this is the longest partnership and co-coaching relationship with Carrie. And it's hard not to, the other co-coachings, like sometimes they're just one-offs, right? And like, it's like, ah, oh. <laughs> you know? and, and being okay with, you know, it's not meant to go on for 13 years or, or more mm. as well. So, 
yeah, there's also that and being okay with that too. Systems have their life cycle, don't they? They do. You said something right at the beginning of the conversation around how early on it became, it was a bit more ping pongy. One of you would hold one role and the other would hold another role. And I know that can also show up for for some co-coaches in one person will hold this, this exercise and then the other person will say this bit. And I wonder what are some of the obstacles you feel get in the way of people really co-coaching as opposed to just having two people at the front of the room? You know, I want to say like trying to be polished, Mm. like, or get it right, or it needs to look a certain way. I think that's one of the things that, you know, Carrie's really taught me is like, we don't need to be polished. We don't need to be perfect. And just showing up as ourselves and, and what whatever that looks like. Yeah. So I think that's what gets in the way is like, you know, sometimes, you know, people get these roles and it's like, okay, you're going to say this, you're going to do this bit, and then I'll do this bit and, you know, take these pieces. But the other thing that happens with that is then we're missing stuff, right? If we're not just both holding that space and being present and actively listening, because it's like, okay, well, she's doing that and I'll just focus on my bit Mm. yeah you hit the nail on the head it's it's that being perfect and it's also I think the fear of uncertainty that comes alongside some of that perfect piece I think you went I was gonna say oh it's sometimes it's people's belief that this is what co-leading I think some people haven't experienced either in their own life or you know in others of really sort of being like one really uh, you know collaborating like fully with others so I don't think they've had that experience and they don't they don't they haven't got a model for it so they don't even think that co-leading is like from one they've never they've never experienced third entity and so they don't even know that that exists um but I think even if they did know it exists underneath it is those things that you pointed out the sharing yeah you know and as you're saying that Carrie, that the other thing that's coming up is oh my god she's saying that now now what do I do because I wasn't expecting that and so people like you said you know you don't know how to be with uncertainty and how to blend yeah right like just blend it with that so blend or if they get completely lost go you know what I don't actually know where we are right now <laughs> can I just have a moment and just have a chance come back you know like again there's a whole range of ways of being with that and normally you know we normally like blend in but occasionally there's there's those things and normally the team's like a laugh and it's like oh that happens so does that ever happen to you team oh yeah and then that'll be the thing that drops in when we use that when we show that up but then there's a conversation there as well around the model of what leadership and co-leadership looks like i think that's such a great point around how some people don't even know what it what it means to co-coach or co-lead after a a front of the room lead recently we had a question around so how do you divide it do you does one of you say this bit and and they thought we had a script and uh, i realized how i guess strange and unfamiliar that way of leading is uh, leading from one voice even though there's two of you and so for someone who's not experienced that that leading from third entity before what advice do you have for them to 
to sort of lean more into that and trust that space with a, another co-coach or leader. I don't know if this is an, is an advice, but I'm like, just go with it. <laughs> Try it out. The other thing that comes to mind too is in all of our team coaching, you know, nobody's ever asked for, you know, oh, we want to be more accountable and responsible or, you know, being, you know, we want to be more like, okay, with uncertainty and ambiguity. And that's been kind of like the outcomes that they get like, oh, this is, you know, they're more able to be with uncertainty and ambiguity. And they feel like more accountable and responsible for the space for the team and, and those types of things. And it's, I feel like that's what co-coaching and, you know, leading from our third entity has, has done in our team coaching. Mm. Yeah. And I'm thinking just even of our whole conversation here today, it, the, the biggest advice is to sort of be real in the moment with each other or in the break if you can't do it I and mean, yeah there's a there's a limit to how much you can do to disturb the system but or in the break or after just keep practicing with that one piece and that's going to you know that's going to be the place where you learn and where you grow the most yeah i, I would totally 100 percent agree with that like i learn more from being in relationship versus being on my own like I learn more about myself and that's, you know, in the 13 years that we've been co-coaching and, and that, yeah, I've learned the most in that. And I think that's what's so refreshing and unique about this work. And we're talking about organizational and relationship systems coaching. Of course, sometimes it will just be one person at the front of the room and we have our own system of me to work with. But my gosh, if we can model that systemic intelligence at the front of the room, that mirroring them becomes just ever more exciting and uh, informative for them as a group. I know for me, it's a big weight off my shoulders when I've got a co-coach compared to if I'm there on my own. It's just, yeah, it's a very powerful place to, to lead and to live from as well. Yeah. 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 You're not having to hold it all yourself. No. Uh, when you say that to live from, like we were just, Sherry and I were talking yesterday and yeah, it is for me in those cocoa partnerships where I've learned the most. Like I had a brilliant partnership with my dad, who was my sports coach, but he really held it in a co-way. So I had this beautiful relationship with him, not only as a dad, but as my coach. And then I worked with Makange in Tanzania. We were co-facilitators for like four years in uh, East Africa. And then Sherry's been my my third like strong strong partnership and I have I've learned the most there obviously I have my husband and um, who I also have that that relationship that I learned through as well over the years but you know with these three four relationships this these are the ones that have stood out through my life up to now and I get all a bit teary-eyed so thank you Shelley yeah, yeah. thank you Ditto. Thank you. That's beautiful. And uh, just to say, full disclaimer to our listeners, we didn't plan any of this conversation. It wasn't, uh, this is Sherry's bit, Katie's bit, Kerry's bit. This was very much us dancing together in the moment. And thank you. It's been a real delight to dance with you oh, both. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> it's such a flowy move that how you bring this all together with us. So thank you. Yes. Much appreciated. Thank you. It's, it was a great dance. <laughs> a big thanks to Kerry and Sherry for that playful dance with their third entity across this episode. 
Here are my key takeaways. A co-coaching relationship is a great opportunity to learn and grow individually and together. What roles do you typically step into or shy away from? And what do you lean on your co-coach for? Debriefs are a great opportunity to share some of your stretch spaces so that you can continue to develop your range using the power of your co-coaching relationship. Co-coaching is a great way to model some of the benefits of relationship systems intelligence to a team. As co-coaches, you're modeling the power of focusing on the relationship and leading from third entity, and this can provide excellent learning for the group. When co-coaching, your relationship in the room and out of the room matters. If you're not aligned, then it will have an impact on the emotional field. So a key part of co-coaching involves walking the talk. Practice the work you share with your clients by taking the time up front to develop your relationship, align around coaching outcomes, and design your alliance together. Power, rank, and privilege can impact the way you show up with your co-coach. Designing around these upfront can help to prevent any issues showing up and can provide you with a roadmap for navigating them if they do. What do you both need to show up fully together in this session? Transparency is key to successful co-coaching. Having open and honest conversations will enable you to design your alliance and redesign if necessary with your full selves. And the more you are able to hold in your co-coaching relationship, the more you will be able to hold in that of your clients. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Matters podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your colleagues and friends so that we can continue to spread these ideas across the globe. And if you haven't already, do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you never miss an episode. And for more information on the ORS courses, please visit crrglobal.com. For over 20 years, CRR Global has accompanied leaders, teams and practitioners on their journey to stronger relationships by focusing on the relationship itself, not only the individuals occupying it. This leads to a community of change makers around the world. Supported by a global network of faculty and partners, we connect, inspire and equip change agents to shift systems one relationship at a time. We believe relationship matters from humanity to nature to the larger whole.